Riker fucks everything. That is the bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Data R- finds feelings. <laughs> Riker fucks everything in the P- Delta. Picard is mad. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Fog, Stardate 1203 Hello and welcome to the Starship Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I am your Captain Ian Whittington and with me as always is our engaging ambassador, Danae Hughes. Attention on deck. Ahoy. No, you're not allowed to say ahoy. Oh. There is no sea in space. Space is the sea of the universe. Citation needed. <laughs> I thought that sounded pretty great. No, that was good. That was nice. I, I, yeah. I want it on a bumper sticker, and then I'll just put the Delta on to make it seem like that's oh, a quote man. from the show. So you could do that with anything, like <laughs> yeah. to be or not to be, but put <laughs> it in <laughs> a Delta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just call everything is Star Trek. If we ever have a merch store for this oh, show, man. that's what it would be, is just completely ridiculous quotes. It would. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times, but in a Delta. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. How are you? Are you you excited to talk about some Star Trek? I'm excited that we're in the same room together. We are. Because we actually watched Picard at the same time, and it Mm -hmm. was difficult to not turn and talk to each other about things. Like There was a couple times I was like, Ian, (laughs) stop telling me what's going on. We have a podcast to do. Yeah, because we couldn't record what we were doing as we were doing it. And we're not too sure if we're going to keep that in the outtakes or not going forward. But we definitely couldn't do it this time. So I kept turning to Danae and was just like, let so me tell this, you this is, is, and she's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you wanted to tell me a couple things about this episode, and I know uh-huh. we're going to go through it, but you, uh, just to kind of give a little quick glance, there was a time when you wanted to tell me about the pilot, and a time you wanted to tell me about the Romulan guy. Mm-hmm. Both times, you kind of started to go, okay, no, he's not a, no, not the Romulan no. guy, oh, uh, the Borg. Ex-Borg. Borg, yes, yeah, yeah. Ex-Borg, that's right. And I'm like, Ian, I literally don't know anything that just happened on the screen because you're talking to me. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I'm talking over the thing that's been explained. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I got so excited because we were watching Star Trek in person and it's it beautiful. Is so it's so, so good. That's what I'm excited. I mean, I love doing this show with you. Um, it definitely feels different to be in person. I, yeah. This would be a lot of fun to do in person all the time. But it it's like a great. little treat. So uh, the next episode will sound kind of more like normal. In fact... So episode zero comes, episode one and two, wait, what, is this the third? This is episode Thir- three, three, but the fourth thing we've recorded, yeah. So so the fun thing about this is they all sound different from each other. <laughs> I know they will, yeah. <laughs> so at this point, you might not even know what the show sounds like, because you know what? <laughs> We're on an adventure. There's some, yeah, there's some slight formatting changes yeah. between one and two, We're but it's fun. an evolving adventure. We're, f- we're having fun. But um, yeah, we, we love you guys very much. Patreon Patreons get it a day early. So that's um, just $3 a month if you'd like to get the show a day early. Patreon.com slash Cinemasins. Indeed. And we also have a little bonus at the end of this episode that was suggested by a Patreon member. But we will get to that later. Is Look that, at that your captain's voice? Um, that was my kind of TV announcement voice. It was like, oh. this time on Star Trek The Next Generation. Data finds feelings that's good Riker fucks everything that is the bumper sticker yeah data finds feelings Riker fucks everything in the delta Picard is mad (laughs) I love it I love it okay well with that we will see you guys in 10 forward um as myself and Danae jump to the holodeck and watch something that we watched 10 minutes ago that transition won't work this week no no it's fine it's fine two to beam to the holodeck
Welcome to 10 Forward, the part of the show where ordinarily we grab a drink um, from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most importantly, what is your beverage of choice? I am currently drinking a dirty white boy latte from my from my local coffee shop because they use um, rock and roll references for all of their lattes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so this is a white mocha and cocoa latte with oat milk yeah it almost wasn't what was what am i drinking you're drinking sweet emotion yeah but what about the coffee uh it is a two pumps caramel one pump chocolate dark chocolate nice two uh shots of espresso Mm -hmm. with regular uh whole milk that is why i'm bouncing off the walls right now and feel a little bit sick (laughs) (laughs) um if you would like to suggest a drink that we drink then please suggest a drink that we will drink and we will drink it and we will we will give you a little plug on the show for suggesting a drink from the replicator i wouldn't that be like we're taking an order from 10 forward it's the computer telling us what to drink which i kind of like i kind of do too but that's dangerous do you know how many things people are gonna be like just get drunk yeah just get (laughs) Wrecked, I guess you. we need to say yeah. we will not be getting drunk on this show. I will. <laughs> Why not? I don't have alcohol readily available at my house. We, okay, so get the captain drunk. Yeah. And then I'll take the show over. It'll be great. Oh, no. Like you wouldn't do that anyway. Right, okay. Like I'm not already trying. This week's episode, <laughs> this is episode three of Picard. Uh, the end is the beginning. I'm completely unaware of her special nature. Soji continues to work on the former Borg cube and captures the attention of the uh, Borg cube's project executive director, somebody that we've seen before in Star Trek history. Picard seeks others willing to join his search for Bruce Maddox and um, Soji herself, and a crew is assembled. Danae, did you like this episode? Please tell me you liked it more than last week's, which was rough. Well, last week's was just so much exposition, which is always rough. This definitely had some more um momentum you know Mm -hmm. to it even the pacing of the episode where there's a there's a scene where uh captain picard and and his at his house is attacked or there's uh you know there's a scene where there's like a back and forth between like an interrogation on one end and then soji learning things from being on the borg cube and there's like this kind of uh pacing where that kind of is building up its intensity I think this is just a reminder that sometimes when they release these sorts of shows, if you can't binge it right away, mm-hmm. the good rule of thumb that Aaron taught me, actually, Aaron Dicer, is to try to watch the first three because mm-hmm. that gives you a general balance. And I feel like if I had watched episode one and then two and then three, I would still be in. But if I stopped at two, it's because it was like eating an entire sleeve of, you know, ingredients, Melba toast crackers <laughs> with no water. So it was a little, little dry, um, and this one had some some action, and you can kind of see where they're trying to go, and they reintroduce a lot of the mystery mm-hmm. rather than a lot of the backstory, and that's what drives a show like this for me. So I enjoyed it. Good. Yeah, I think that if we were at this point at the end of episode two, I'd be a lot happier because two episode two, I didn't even realize this until this time round, just how much romulan law just gets dropped on us for everything and then combine that with kind of explaining what happened on mars as well but it's like a love story to the romulan race you know it really is which surprised me as a fan going into it it Mm -hmm. was this is borg but it's heavy romulans and i guess they were the main if you had to pick two main adversaries of tng 
It was the Romulans and the Borg. Can we call them Borgulans? Borgulans? There are some Borgulans. I know. Yeah, yeah. The Borgulans. I like that. The Rorgs? <laughs> Rorgs didn't work in my mind. The Romorgs? I like I like more the Borgulans. Yeah, Borgulans. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I um yeah, wish we'd got to this point a little bit quicker. But yeah, episode three definitely picks up the pace a little bit more. So shall let's jump to the explanation of kind of who's who. So who was newly introduced in this episode that you think I am missing some context here? Because I was very aware that there was some stuff that fans of TNG that have watched every single episode went apeshit about, myself included. But I was like, this isn't going to hit Danae at all. Um, that's the thing is when you don't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. So there could be really interesting visual characters and I don't know to be excited about it. Mm-hmm. So when I, my, my cues are... <laughs> your going, excitement oh my God. <laughs> or just like oh this is so and so and so i could tell it's an important person yeah. but i think if i wasn't to have had you getting excited during the show i would be most curious about the romulan woman more than anybody um who the, likely the is yes who's likely just yeah. for the show <laughs> you know like yeah. i don't know if she had a role in anything before but to me she was the most interesting probably mm-hmm. because soji was most interested in her yeah apparently because she understands the news yeah it's a weird metaphor um of romulan lore yeah i don't know i don't understand exactly i i I feel like they're trying to kind of weave this idea that there's a merger of borg and romulan that's really important and i was kind of following along but i was also really distracted because the person that i was watching this show with wouldn't shut up So, yeah, I mean, I don't know why Aaron was with us the entire time. What was he doing? Why was he <laughs> just with a banjo? Yeah, you know, playing the banjo. So, so Bizarre. strange. Bizarre. Yeah. I think at one point in time, he's like, I'm going to get the harmonica. And we both turned around and said, Punched no. Him. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare. Um, so Soji's story in this episode is um, she's caught the eye of the person that runs the Borg reclamation project, which is the entire cube that we're seeing and the turning the ex-Borgs, rescuing them and turning them into individuals. Um, and her mission, we find out, is kind of to to find a way to re- reintroduce the ex-Borgs into the universe, into the galaxy, and give them a purpose. Because at the minute, they are pariahs. Like, the Borg are the most hated species in the galaxy, and the ex-Borgs are treated as if they still are Borg. Well, that and they're kind of like brain dead in a way. They're sort of yeah. like lobotomized. Some of them are just like, yeah, they're very zombie like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, and I can't tell, are there. they still connected somehow? Because it kind of like gives a strange sort of visual, mm-hmm. visually the way that it's shot, the way that it cuts from person to person. And you're hearing these whispers mm-hmm. specifically in the time when you're in with the, uh, what are we calling them again? The, borgulans the, the yeah borgulans mm-hmm. nice. so in that space it's like oh are they insinuating that they're still kind of hive mind somehow or that they're accessing memories in like a hive mind type mm-hmm. way even though they're disconnected from the matrix so to speak yeah so historically once you're connected you're always connected so picard mm. will still be able to sense a Borg ship when it arrives. So he'll know before anybody else that they're approaching a Borg ship. Um, and that's kind of been consistent with a lot of ex-Borgs that we've seen in like Voyager as well and, and The Next Generation, that there's always some element of connection to the hive mind that they never get rid of and it's always there. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's something to that level here. Um, but yeah, what, what Soji is trying to do is find a way to give them some sort of community. And she thinks that the, the 
Romulans that have been assimilated are in particular a route to do this because what we find out in this episode is that the Romulan group that we see is the first group of Romulans and the only group that we know have been assimilated by the Borg and they broke the ship. So their being introduced into the collective broke the ship and is the reason that it broke down somehow we don't know why is it because they're romulan Mm. what is why is the reason why is romuborg but also we see that soji gets really intense about the questioning that she's doing and that the reaction to her is a negative reaction because she's a destroyer there's a trigger where the i can't remember her name there's a trigger and i can't remember the lady's name i'll have to look it up in a second but she suddenly realizes that soji is something that she is familiar with and that she knows and loses her what's it um, and soji like kind of semi activates and disarms her way quicker than she should have been able mm-hmm. to and then is back to back to normal so we don't really get a lot more from that but we know no because it transitions at that moment since we're talking about soji's kind of journey in this episode it transitions almost directly into her talking to her mother which I have been, you know, kind of curious, mm-hmm. like, okay, what's this mother figure from the start? Because she doesn't obviously have a mother. So what is the simulation head, you know, and uh, and the simulation head, whatever this is, the, mm-hmm. the mother figure lies about her sister. And then she kind of goes into a trance. And so I think that there's something about like connecting to the mother that puts her back into a state to kind of wipe her mind or kind of put her more in a relaxed state. Mm-hmm. And even though she wakes up with a continuation of her line of questioning that was an interesting scene to me to see like that she can be controlled yeah which is. is the what we saw with mars right we saw those well i mean i assumed mm. you questioned because you're playing a very good role thank you but i assumed that there was like a takeover and in this case also and i couldn't tell like so in the beginning uh the beginning of the episode when it's kind of doing the recap stuff it showed mm-hmm. the same android you know that shot the people yep. and everything and this time I didn't remember this from the last episode. It's been, what, two weeks, weeks yeah. since we recorded the last episode. But I don't remember if we saw a lot of the uh, the data going through his eyes. We saw a flash of something, but this was slowed this down. Was this slowed was more down. deliberate. Yeah, yeah. And so there was all this information um, that was kind of scanning through his eyes. And to me, it read takeover mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. It seems bad. The, the big question, and we'll, we'll get to it in a minute, the big question is still... If the Tau Shiara behind it, the secret Romulans, why would they sabotage the mission to save Romulus? Why are they doing that? That's the big question. I think that could be, if you if you want to transition to, we could transition into the other character that we have, which is whomever uh, Captain Picard is talking to. Or Rafi. 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 So, you know, and, and we go back 14 years into the, into the history. We uh-huh. see kind of their history together. And Rafi says... Um, you know, that she thinks that they're being controlled mm-hmm. in that moment. So if anyone was confused about that being an option in episode <laughs> one or two, now it's like, oh, I guess that could be possible. So there is a, a character who kind of resonates my assumption. Yeah, exactly. Which is a really clever way to do it. Don't explicitly tell us, just have a character that believes that and then you mm-hmm. can choose whether to believe them. And by the end of the episode, she says she's got proof too, which is interesting. Mm, which is interesting. So the I think this has... I really love that we do a bit of a time jump backwards. So we go back 14 years to 2385. Now that is five years after Nemesis, which is the final TNG film. So this is five years after the last time we see Picard. So between that movie and five years later, 
He's given up the Enterprise. He's become an admiral. Um, and he's knee deep in trying to sort out the Romulan situation after Mars has been destroyed. Um, he has an alternative plan to save the Romulans, and they're just like, "Nope, that was your only hope." And um, he throws all of his chips in, thinking that they wouldn't actually, you know, accept his resignation, but they do. And they call his bluff. And yeah. I guess that shuts down the division that was kind of working on what they were working on, and so it's essentially his fault, his um, impulsiveness, perhaps. Yeah. Without talking arrogance. to his team, his arrogance that. Um, uh, you know, allow this Rafi person to lose her job. Mm. It's interesting too. Like, so we see this is like 14 years in the past, and then we're seeing Rafi today, and she's essentially like either addicted to some kind of a drug, mm-hmm. or she's kind of like self medicating. What th- that's the the visual, and she blames Picard for it. And I I understand that you know people can hurt you, and they can do things that alter your life. It is sometimes really hard for me, and this probably speaks more to my personality and how horrible of a person I am, but like, I'm just saying, like, you had 14 years, like, you're holding on to this being all Picard's fault, but 14 years is a long time to blame yeah. him for every single thing that's happened to you. You know, she's like, you weren't there for me. You didn't call. You didn't write. And it's like, okay, you know, put your big girl pants on and find a new friend. You know what I mean? And neither did she either. She didn't reach out to Picard. <laughs> exactly. Um, she just lost her what's-its as well. Which is heavy-handed maybe but it's like okay the show is trying to paint the light that picard is a fallible human Mm -hmm. who made mistakes so that he can have a redemption arc by the end of this moment and then we can fall in love with him again just in case we didn't need to but here's the problem star trek people who wrote this we love picard that's the problem stop calling him jp or whatever like stop it we will save that for this instance a few times. I was so angry. Yeah, they did a thing. <clears throat> so they're, they're making some choices here in... Continuing the Picard bashing. Uh, like yeah. Like, every lady is mad Not at, at Picard. Picard. And maybe yeah. I'm forgetting... So, so here's the thing. I haven't watched TNG in a long time. And, mm. you know, um, I was talking with my aunt who... Remember where I was telling you? Can, we should talk this about is that. We need to talk about this. Can we do, like, a little quick, like, stop down and talk about it here yes. now? Podcast listeners, do you mind? No, You're going to love this. Mind? So I talked about my origin story of loving Star Trek and how it's related to my aunt. And Ian has now met that person. I've met her. I've met the aunt. And? And she is phenomenal. She is one of the best human beings I've ever met. She is. (laughs) She she will love hearing that. (laughs) All science, um, Mm -hmm. like evidence. She's a professor. But then, yeah, and she's a professor. But there's so much passion and humor behind it. Like She's a doctor, actually. She's a doctor. Like people that are into science can sometimes be a bit preachy. She's hilarious. She doesn't take herself seriously at all. And we just geeked out about Star Trek for ages. And I eventually just had to whip out my tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, me. That's on me. I win. <laughs> Literally. She's uh, great. She was here for Thanksgiving and Ian was here in town as well. And Ian was uh, finishing up a script in my office. And so when my family got here, he kind of was just, you know, hanging out, kind of finishing up some stuff. And the conversation shifted to Star Trek. And I was like, just hold on just a second. One sec. I, I we need to get someone. I was like, Ian, we're talking Star Trek. I was like, here comes this. Just like this running. Did somebody say Star Trek? If you could have beamed in, you would have. Oh, and that would have really impressed her, wouldn't it? She would have been like, holy shit, who is this guy and where did he get that technology? Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. So anyhow, she was she was talking about how Riker, like upon watching now, is sort of a dick. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I haven't gone back to watch these episodes with the lenses that I have as a, a grown woman, you know. So I'm wondering if maybe I'm missing some Picard bash. Like maybe they went back to the content. And they're like, you know what? We're going to address some of the things we want to address. 
that we didn't because we put this, you know, guy up on a pedestal and we're going to go ahead and knock ourselves down a little bit and then bring him back up or whatever. Like maybe there's some of that. I don't know. That is exactly what I think it is. So I think they, they're they trying to address the fact that Picard essentially does nothing wrong ever in TNG, which is why we love it. And we shouldn't because it shouldn't be believable. The, the biggest mistake you can say that he made is that there's an episode where he has the opportunity. In fact, that ties into this episode. There's an opportunity where they find a Borg, they rescue him, he kind of becomes an individual, um, and they have the chance to reintroduce him to the Borg with a virus. And they could send him back and it would wipe out the Borg. And Picard says, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to commit genocide. Um, they become friends with this Borg, and so I'm not going to use him to kill all of his own people. Um, and the Borg volunteers to go back so that the Borg won't hunt down the Enterprise. Got it. Okay. That's the... That's the big, the only time I've really seen an admiral tear Picard down is like the next time you get the chance to do this, you have to do it um, because the Borg are killing trillions of people. Yeah. Um, and that individual is Hugh, who is the head of the Borg Reclamation Project. Oh, that is so interesting. So interesting. Oh, so that's so That's a great transition back into this, actually. Yeah. So... The episode is called um, uh, oh, I Borg. So there's a, a shuttlecraft that's been um, damaged. There's only one Borg survivor. They rescue him and Picard immediately says, we need to send this Borg back with a virus. This is the only chance we're going to get to do this. Geordie and Data eventually befriend him as he becomes separated from the Borg. And he's like, you have names. Can I have a name? Who am I? What am I doing? And they eventually make friends with him and... Geordie says, you, what should your name be? You, you, and then he just says, Hugh, and it is so sweet. Um, And Picard gets pissed. They're like, you named the Borg? Yeah, sorry, boss, we kind of named the Borg. Um, And eventually Guinan says, if you're going to send this Borg back to the collective, you need to speak to him first and you need to see that he's an individual. Um, Picard has a conversation with him and Hugh starts referring to himself as I instead of we um, and Picard's just like well shit <laughs> you've broken my little heart well hell well hell I can't do it to the Borg so instead they just find a way to send him back um, just as is now fast forward four seasons we meet Hugh again and unfortunately some of the individuality stayed with him and it derailed that cube um, and that cube just got disconnected from the Borg. They were like, fuck those guys. They're all individuals. Individuals, we don't like them. They That cube then gets picked up by Law, Data's brother, and he becomes the king of this Borg community. Um, and he starts experimenting on them to remove all of the flesh and juicy bits and just make them Robot, cybernetic, robots. just make them robots the whole time. Enterprise comes in, saves the day, meets Hugh again, Um and that's the last time we see Hugh. Hugh is now in charge of this Borg community. Reclamation project. Well, that, oh. we don't know that's what it is. Oh, in, you're it talking about in that. the previous seasons? In, the, in TNG. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So the last time we saw Hugh, he's, just, he's still a Borg. He's just chilling with this ship of individual Borgs. Fast forward 25 years now. He's now in charge of this different cube that has broken down for some reason. And he's a human. He's been deborged. <laughs> is this cube the same cube that the borgulans were on we don't know oh we don't know okay so all we know is but all borgs are like gone 
We don't. We don't oh, know. Oh, we don't know. Okay, we I, have I no that. idea. I think that's right. I think I remember you telling me that now. Sorry. Yeah. So the the vast majority of the Borg are eighty thousand light years away. So it's only like the occasional ship that comes by. So it sounds like this ship was in the area, assimilated this Romulan ship, and then went to shit. It mm-hmm. just fell apart afterwards. Hugh, at some point between now and TNG, has become a human and is in charge of this um, cube as a researcher. And he's trying to collect technology, reclaim the Borg, try and make them human again and do a ton of research. And he seems to be very interested in Soji. Completely, because Soji has more information than she does. So she lets slip a few times because she's a robot and she's been programmed with information. That's the only way she's going to know what stuff is. Um, Yeah, it's really interesting. The pieces that are in place... The, the pieces that are in play in this episode where you know there's still so much more movement for them to mm-hmm. do on the board and that like this chess pe- this chess game of revealing to the audience what is obvious information to the writers and what yeah. is not. I, lo- I love it. I'm having a really, really good time with it, especially because like for you to watch how excited you get, it's really it, it's really cool because <laughs> I wouldn't have that same knowledge of this Hugh person, but to see him appearing in this one, it must have been really fun to see him the first time. Like, so, uh, uh, I knew, like, the casting news was all over the place. We knew that this actor was going to be in it, and there's only really one person he's going to be. But to still see him as a human, and his voice is very distinctive. So even though it's that the actor is aged 20 years, it still sounds like Hugh, and it's it's so, so good. It's so nice to see him, and you just want to catch up and say... Dude, what happened? How did you become a human? I also felt like in this episode, they did a good job of balancing Picard with Soji. Mm. I, in previous episodes, I don't feel like it was balanced no. that well, but this felt like a nice balance because about the time that I would get concerned about how old Picard is doing anything that he's doing, <laughs> it would hop back over to like young Soji. The young people. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so they're kind of doing a good job folding it in. Like there's been, there was a couple of scenes like when Picard is attacked with his Romulan buddies where I'm just like, oh, he just got tossed over a couch. He, he That's broken bones. That's a hip, yeah. that's a hip replacement surgery, oh, yeah. you know? Um, but speaking of Picard, it was uh, interesting to hear him say engage in this episode. Um, I was very concerned why he was still standing up, but that's for later, (laughs) uh, to kind of have him on the ship and see like this really high tech ship, because Mm. honestly, I'm looking at the ship going, what are we in like a storage container right now? It's what it looks like, isn't it? It looks like it's just, but then all of the, uh, all of the, I don't know, the equipment is very just hand gestures and they take cgi and they just like wrap it around yeah. wrists and stuff so and p- there's some panels mm-hmm. but nothing where like oh is there even a captain's are you sitting in the captain's chair or are you on like a, a milk crate right now i yeah. can't i can't tell it's not quite as iconic as the it, enterprise it's bridge not at all yeah. and i was i found myself like is this am i supposed to be impressed i don't know because i'm kind <laughs> of concerned we don't even have a room there's no there's delineation no deck, between yeah you know there's usually like to the deck mm-hmm. and this one's just like you turn around that's the bathroom against the wall over there yeah. there's a little hammock on the right <laughs> reading you know? a smoking jacket in the corner mm-hmm. there's there's no privacy there's yeah it was a choice it really is so i really wanted um like not the enterprise but just a starfleet looking ship that has been decommissioned or something and that's what they're on this is a private vessel that doesn't look like the ships we're used to in Star Trek. But at the same time, we saw it from above, and it yeah. clearly could be pretty neat on the inside. Oh, yeah. But it's like it's a choice to just make it really bare. Very bare. Mm. But yeah. it does, I will say, it just it develops character as the season continues a lot. But can we talk about the character of the ship? 
Yes, we can. So... Captain Rios? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Captain Rios has... <laughs> okay, we are introduced to this character. He is mostly naked. Yeah. With a chunk of stuff out of his arm, yeah. or his shoulder, rather. And he has, like, the hologram doctor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Was that him? Correct. But then was there another one that was him that was... So Correct. is this just like an ego ship? You you are you are astute. <laughs> well, okay. So the first time that I was like, I'm like, okay. Wait, what? <laughs> but then when he was talking to himself about how cool it was for Captain Picard to be there, which of course it is. Of course it is. And he had a, some kind of an accent, Scottish accent, mm-hmm. maybe. Each hologram has a different accent. I'm noticing this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought, what a strange choice. It's almost like they said, you know how we could save money in our budget? We're going to get a shipping container. That's going to be the ship. <laughs> and rather than have, you know, <laughs> a crew. And lighting. <laughs> we're just going to have an actor who we know can do a ton of accents uh-huh. and and have him talk to himself. So while I, w- I don't want to talk too much about Rios and his holograms. Because there is so much more to it later in the season. Because he's in a ho- he's just a hologram already. What? Rios? Uh, yeah. Okay, add that to the predictions. That's cool. Okay, here's my, here's my prediction. I'm uh-huh. writing it down. Write it down. Mm-hmm. Rios is a hologram. Oh. Um, no, this is a pretty extreme one. It is. Uh, hold on, like I'm it. adding more swing. to it. Okay, mm-hmm. go on. Oh, you're not going to share what you're adding to I it? I can't. You told me to wait. Oh, we're going to do that later on. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, yeah, so... Captain Rios is ex-Starfleet. Picard sniffs him a mile off. Um, hmm, you smell like Starfleet. You smell like fleet of stars. Um, and he seems like he's had a quite a dramatic exit from Starfleet, similar to Picard as well. But yeah, he obviously holds Picard up in quite high regard, which is why he's willing to help him. And the crew that's assembled is the um, angry ex-friend <laughs> um, yep. who angry Rafi. decided to get into the details and find her own reason to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hologram captain, that I'm just going to call him hologram captain for mm-hmm. fun. I'm likely wrong about that. That's fine. I don't care. And then a overly excited, adorable scientist. Agnes Gerati. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Who, Agnes. Who makes a really questionable choice when she says, who are you lady and i'm like oh my gosh you're we about to get punched yeah raffi will absolutely brain you <laughs> I, you've just met she's a science she knows how to talk to people it's not like she's no, no 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 she's a scientist on a tv show she's socially awkward by default <laughs> hey lady you have a really interesting attitude there it sure is swell to be on a ship with gosh, everybody gosh, shake my hand Let's did be I, friends. Did I accidentally murder a Romulan? Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I think we kind of covered the whole episode there. Was there I something we missed? That's, I'll just say that the the ex Borgulan um, is Ramda. Okay. Um, and she, she looked pretty badass. Yeah, so she's really badass. That was she, a great scene. She's playing some Romulan tarot card game, and like a, yeah, yeah, it very symbolic of. Romulan culture basically all of Romulan culture is in this card game and mm-hmm. she's yeah she has good days she has bad days but she it seems to be that she has she's the most coherent one and she has as many puzzle pieces as any of the Xborg do as to why they all want to know why this group of Romulans resulted in the Borg ship breaking down it's interesting that you use the term puzzle pieces because almost everyone in that room is working on a puzzle of some uh-huh. kind yeah there's the the like the pieces on the table. The there's one Rubik's guy cube. who's trying to look at yeah, there's a Rubik's cube. And there's the guy who's like 
uh, looking at the trippy whatever wall feature that was going on. But it could yep. be a, a picture that's just a moving picture. It could be part of the ship. It's just like a window into some sort of like unit on the wall. Yeah. But everybody seems to be trying to figure, you know, something out. And that is uh, what the audience is doing, too, as, you know, we see them kind of attack mm. Soji. So, but yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I think it it picked up pace nice. I hope the next episode continues with that pace mm-hmm. because I was looking at the next <laughs> couple of episodes. Um I'm curious because they mentioned their destination of cloud something in this Free one. cloud, yeah. But then the the description that I accidentally kind of just saw free cloud mm-hmm. in is like two episodes away. So I'm like, okay, so we have an entire episode of just these guys, you know, Don't trying worry. to get along or something. So I'm a little like, how is the pace going to be for the next one? But you know what? I'm having a good time. Yay. And I love Picard and I just want them to leave the man alone because he is a godlike character for me and I I just can't handle it. Please, for God's sake, you know, just leave the man alone. <laughs> Stop calling him JL. Oh, JL, goodness. Um, with that, because there's some bits on that that we need to talk about. Um, it's time to head to engineering for resistance is futile. Battle stations, everybody. Warning. Warp core collapse in ten seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. I have quite a few for this one. Do you? I do. <laughs> Go for it. I do. I have it. quite a few. Uh-huh. Um, I see what I can see what I can bat away with my deflector shields. I cannot not I can't watch anything without just having a sin brain on anymore. Of course. My job, people. Um, my first thing that I wrote down in my notes was 14 years ago, dot, 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 still old as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) They put a bit of foundation on him and then fuck the rest. Like, if you Google, like, Patrick Stewart from Nemesis... This is meant to be five years after that, and yeah, there's just there's the not a way to do it. A lot. There's, there's not, not there's not a way to do it. Like they, they're like, let's cover his liver spots on his bald head. Exactly. You know? Not unless you have Disney money. Um. Yeah. It, it would be really amazing if there was a way to have done something that like showed us, you mm. know, this younger version. But that's it's fine. We just have to use theater of the mind. But when it said fourteen years, <laughs> I was like, no, no, that's not even fourteen days ago. Fourteen hours ago <laughs> this happened but i did love that scene we forgot to mention the uniforms the, those were pretty yeah, badass we'll, we're, we'll briefly go away from engineering just for a second the it's, uniforms are incredible like just kind of pop into the hall and be like didn't you love that and then pop back over pop back into engineering in, yeah. did you say something positive get back in here <laughs> that's not for this room no but i have one of those uniforms because it is beautiful yeah, the I uniform really like design it. in star trek is always fantastic and this it appears in one scene and yet they still design this gorgeous uniform that seems like an evolution of, of mm-hmm. the other uniforms uh beautiful yeah. i love it yeah 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 so that was one of, that was one of the ones i wrote down what about you me um the sunglasses on commodore o i cannot get past them and i don't know why can i tell you why why so <clears throat> There's it might this, be the years. <laughs> there's there's these several angles going on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. There's the angle, the really intense angles of her ears, mm-hmm. then into the angles of the eyebrows, and then you have these really odd squatty <laughs> s- like sunglasses that are almost angled down in a different direction. And it just it made her look absolutely comical. Bizarre. Uh, and she is meant to be intimidating as 
fuck. Right. Like, she's the big bad. And instead, you're like, okay, take out the um, men in black, like little, like, yeah, erase I'm your mind like, thing. Yeah, Agnes to get, like, um, neuralized. Yeah, neuralized. And it's like, what's going on? Or, <laughs> like, just bad. Mission Impossible, like, just going to take the glasses off and then you get the, like, the who scream. Yeah! Oh, I just got so excited that I punched the microphone <laughs> off. One second. Okay, I think we're good. I'm just going to have to slouch a bit. Um, yeah, I can't get past it. And the entire internet hated that as well. Um, I should think so. Some people were... Stop touching it. No, no, no. Wait, I've got to tighten that. It's fine. Um, some people were more vehement. So my problem is that they were using it as a... This, this is this is why new Star Trek is crap. So And they would just bring up a screenshot and just be like, the sunglasses. This is why new Trek sucks. I was like, no. I admit that is cringy and it's an odd choice. But can but, we look at the uniform? But can we look at the fucking uniform that she's wearing, which is stunning. And also how many poor fashion choices have been made in every Star Trek thing. Like there's there's yeah, always a decision always. to add something that shouldn't be there. Always. This this one was odd because it just yeah, it just it made her look squatty. But anyways. And I'm sure I could see like Ray Ban on one of the corners. And I just I don't know. Yeah, it stood out for me. So had I would sin the crap out of that. Um your turn. I want I've already said it, but the JL situation in my notes, it was stop calling him JL and mm. then like I have a couple of other notes and then several down it's just in all caps stop <laughs> Calling him JL. <laughs> God damn it. Stop. It just felt wrong. It does. So um, it's a deliberate affectation to fill in some backstory. So instead yeah, of yeah, saying, it's like we're friends. Exactly. I can call you JL. Exactly. That's how close we were. Exactly. And you know what? No. It's supposed to cover, it's supposed to do the legwork of five years of relationship. So for some reason, so there are books and comics that explain the relationship between Raffi and Picard um, that I haven't read. But the the series is trying to do that with a nickname, and it is cringy. You know what though? I respect that to do such a little exposition mm-hmm. about the relationship because it couldn't. There's no there's no time because it did. It gave me the impression that they had they really knew each other because mm-hmm. you know all of the other people that knew Picard for more than five years and never called him GL. Everyone else. Yeah, I exactly. mean, at least in my opinion, everybody else. Like, hey, listen, I don't actually know that, and I'm not going to back it up. <laughs> uh, Trekkie nerds, come at me if you want to. I'm Bring admitting it. I don't know. Brilliant. But it just felt weird. No, um, nobody has so. nobody has done that. You may get a Jean Luc, right? Jean Luc. That even feels mm-hmm. wrong in some situations where it's like, ooh, that's that's too formal, um, or too informal rather. Uh, mm. so so this was my first experience in someone calling him a nickname where every time it was said and it was said a lot, mm-hmm. I just twitched. I, so, you can't help it. It was and interesting. I didn't you can like imagine, it. like maybe the f- if we had seven series of Raffi and Picard, you can imagine the first three or four years. She would do it as a quirk and he would hate it. And maybe there would be some pivotal episode where she's about to die and he comes along and says, no, you can call me JL or something like that. At the minute, it just doesn't feel earned. It's just out of nowhere. Yeah, it feels out of nowhere. Yeah. No, totally agree with you on that one. Um, What I'm going to... Ah, man. I don't know if this was... I would find a way to nitpick this, but the only Romulans to ever be assimilated... Now, I remember when that episode first came out, I paused it and I was like, no, that's a swing. That can't be right. And then I had to think back through all of the episodes and never on screen does it happen. They're never assimilated. So the biggest battle that they have is where Picard becomes a Borg. And there's no Romulans at that battle. It's it's all Federation and a few Klingon ships, I believe. So I'm kind of like, well, how do they not just like accidentally get assimilated and why now? Why suddenly assimilated now? So 
I'm it, Hugh kind of saves it by saying to my knowledge so it's a bit of a get out of jail free card but for me it's just one of those things where I'm like why wouldn't of all of the the races that the board go after why wouldn't they assimilate, assimilate some Romulans um, if, if, if that's that? true if it is true then it's got to be because the Borg understood how dangerous it would be to their collective possibly or they just never crossed paths maybe in they're just case, too far away why would they have ever assimilated that group why now so yeah yeah that's interesting that's a really that's a good that's a good uh research poll that's mm. one that you'd have to really think about to say yeah it. and it was a nice moment because i did have to think i'm gonna i'm like cataloging all of the episodes and i'm like holy shit no it hasn't happened i was like that that feels like something that should have happened at some point mm -hmm. yeah um the uh, another one for me or similarly for me i would really have to think about it a lot because i don't know that it's sinful it's just something that i noticed in pacing or whatever um and i'm going to struggle back and forth with this one mm -hmm. is that the entire scene with what's her name ramda nope um soji nope rafi yep <laughs> You got, got it there. on the first try. <laughs> <laughs> first time. <laughs> uh, with Rafi, when they're outside of Starfleet, like the 14 years in the past thing. Yeah. So It goes from zero to fucked off really quick, doesn't it? Yeah, she gets really mad really fast and kind of storms off. So, I mean, obviously she's got, you know, a temper and obviously, you know, there's just a lot going on. But the, the resignation scene in general just felt like it should be more impactful. Mm -hmm. But maybe because it's, I don't know, the third episode... And we're already hating Starfleet. So it's like, we know that he was going to be, we already know that he lost yeah, we his know job. Yeah. And we already know that we don't kind of care anymore. So going back 14 years to show that impactful scene, which of course impacts Rafi and it is a little bit of backstory. It seems like they could have done something else to show mm -hmm. us their relationship than him resigning because that scene is like, she's just reacting to like, I can't believe you resigned. But I feel like at this point, we're kind of over that already like we're kind of yeah, like okay 100%. so episode one <laughs> we saw this press conference where you made everyone very uncomfortable with how you treated our captain picard about his resignation that that the impact of that is now older and so going back and showing how that impacted somebody else is important but was there a different scene that would have shown a better angle of their relationship so that i would care about jl that, that like i would care about the depth of their relationship and not just yeah. like okay yeah he resigned and he put it all on the line and it impacted somebody else but that scene felt like i don't know that it was a it was a little bit of a strange one for me so yeah if you're going to go back there use it to give us some new information because we're it, it feels like we're focusing on the fact that starfleet has abandoned the romulans and and Picard. And Jean-Luc has lost his job now. But really, the function of that scene is to introduce us to Rafi. And but it doesn't in a way. It doesn't. No. This is the problem. No. Our focus is shifted onto it's Picard and Picard. his struggle. Yeah. It's only by the end of it when Rafi is clearly pissed off and storms out that you're like, oh shit, this was about her, wasn't it? This is telling us why that relationship broke down. But so it, I agree. It, yeah. there, there was a better way of doing yeah, it. I think so. Yeah. Like maybe, um, oh, I don't know. Maybe So that actually... It, that dovetails very nicely into my next thing was how quickly picard gives up on starfleet and i think if we'd have had maybe if they were on like some kind of renegade mission where hmm. picard and raffi are still trying to help the romulans but without starfleet's help now there is some of that later in the season and we do get some of the gaps filled in about what picard did next but he so he brings an alternate plan to the table says it's that or i'm out and then he's out. As like you've played all of your cards, and then he just leaves Starfleet after all of that. After all of his career, after all of the resources that Starfleet has, 
because he's too arrogant to back down and say, I'm sorry, I don't actually quit. He's he's lost all of his influence, which he could still be using to maybe not help as many Romulans, but do something, do something. Anything is better than being on the outside looking in. Well, I understand the desire and I have experienced leaving a a company and organization that gave you a position of authority and power because you didn't want to support it anymore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, him leaving is okay, but I agree with you that it's strange and how it was such a quick decision because he even says in that scene, and this is one of my sin kind of moment is he said, I never believed that they would accept his resignation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, then why would you, but why would you risk it? How naive is that? That's what's frustrating about that is it seemed like even to him, it wasn't something to take Mm -hmm. seriously. And he's not a and naive man. And then he took it seriously yeah. and left. So yeah, I still think that there's something kind of wrong with that. So I agree. Mm. That was frustrating. It is, and it's all—it's to manufacture this renegade. It's one of my biggest problems with Picard. It's to manufacture this renegade thing about Picard going off on his own with a rogue crew, and that's never really been what Picard is about. Now the end product is something I love, but I've had to do a lot of mental gymnastics to accept that this mm-hmm. isn't Starfleet story. Do you know, do you want to, do you want to do a little thought experiment? We can spend like, you know, just like maybe a minute of this thought experiment and then get back into the sins of it. But, you know, as we age, we make different decisions. Oh, yeah. And Picard is something that new, fresh writers can write fresh material for and stay completely, quote unquote, in character for. Mm -hmm. But maybe they're trying to do something where his ability to make decisions is shifted because he is aging and that is something that happens to us as we make questionable choices as we begin to slowly disintegrate in our human form and we know that he's unwell we know that Mm -hmm. he has something in his brain that is a degenerative degenerative wow a degenerative degenerative (laughs) degenerative degenerative disease of some sort right so it yeah it's really true and you can see that he's tired but the new writer thing is i think that's spot on because Famously, the, the all of the writers loved being on The Next Generation, but their biggest, biggest, biggest um, negative about working on the show is that nobody was allowed to disagree. So your main crew on the Enterprise wasn't allowed to have arguments because this is the future, it's utopia. Mm. We've seen past our petty differences and there is one singular truth that we will work towards. <laughs> Sometimes you'll have some arguments, but they were not allowed to have big shouting matches and big... Big emotions. fights, yeah, big emotions until Deep Space Nine when Gene Roddenberry had essentially passed away. So now the doors are wide open and maybe this is stuff that people that are growing up watching TNG thought, I would love to see Picard taken down a peg or two so mm-hmm. that he can rise back up and defend himself. Makes Somebody sense. needs to challenge him. Makes so yeah, I, I kind of give it a bit of grace in that sense, but I love the thought experiment. Yeah. Um, do you have any other sins? Oh, yes, I do. do, it, do Let's it. talk about snake leaf for a second. Snake leaf? Mm-hmm. I believe that's the drug that Rafi uh, decides. Oh, snake leaf. Yes. Yeah. Do it. It's, okay, so so this is what I wrote down. Um, here's a moment when the writer said, how can we use a vape pen in a sweet, cool new way? <laughs> and she smokes a plant. <laughs> it was both uh-huh. cool and also like, how can we use a vape pen? Because I wasn't expecting it. I was like watching going, what's happening? And it was pretty interesting. You know, you yeah. got like... You know, you're growing this plant mm-hmm. and then you're, you know, putting it into a little vape pen thingy, but you don't know it's a vape pen because it's sort of covered. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as it, as soon as yep. she, like it lost all of its interest to me as soon as it became a vape pen. And then she did the, like the puffing thing where it kind of goes mm-hmm. out of your mouth and up into your nose or however yeah. she smelled it. I can't remember. There was like some interesting stuff. Anyways, I just was like, that would be something that I would probably just pick at if I could. But here's what would have made it more interesting, in my opinion, yeah. if it was not 
like if if it was medicinal because they they definitely gave they gave it off more as like drunky drunk it's or like getting well, high or something yeah it is so i think i mean i'm sure it Mindless, has a medicinal mindlessly purpose. Yes. getting like it, it had that i don't want to i'm using medication i'm mm-hmm. or i'm using drugs i'm yeah. using this plant to, to forget to forget yeah um rather than it being like you know maybe she has something that this was something that helps her breathe or just something no, that, exactly. just turning it onto its head a little bit where but i did love that they shifted the tech to where you take a fresh plant and you put it into a chamber mm. that was interesting because that's not yeah. something that we have no and you don't have to like um grind it down you don't have to do anything with it you just pick a leaf pop it in and you got an instant high um but she did mention that it's causing paranoia so there is there's quite a link mm-hmm. to kind of how people use things today as well but yeah interesting that one um, I think that is oh the my last big sin was great we're on Mars again the opening mm-hmm. of the episode is again showing mm-hmm. Mars get destroyed we know we haven't forgotten I thought that too of all of the things that you've thrown at us that's not the one that I need recapping I know this is important no remind me of the Romulan people's name that live with Picard that's what I need to I know I still don't know their damn I mean, names can we just can we just try that something well while you look that up I'll tell you a couple more since I had Zaban and Laris oh that was really fast Zaban and Laris um, Zaban we Laris. meet the uh, shirtless pilot wonder and he pours a liquid on top of a space panel that runs the ship. And I'm just like... Yeah, but it's holographic. It's not holographic. He's replicated it. He replicated it onto <laughs> very important equipment that's just apparently can withstand any spills. Mm-hmm. And if it's not important, why is it at the front of the ship? It is important. It's really strange. I've ne- Usually you go to the replicator. It's not usually like... This yeah. panel, which is probably doing a thousand things at the same time, is also, which is neat. Give me whiskey. You know, it's it's, it's like the iPhone. You know, when the yeah. iPhone was like, hey, we're going to be your calculator. Yeah. We're going to be your watch. We're going to be your camera. All in one. You can pretend to drink a beer from thing. it. Yeah. You can do all kinds of stuff. So now it's like, you know what? We don't need a replicator over here. <laughs> we'll put it on top of this very important. That anyways, that get, made me, that made me uh, oh, cringe. Hey, go to sick bay. How about you get fixed up? In the medical bay. Yeah, like right there, he was fixed up from medical supplies and able to get drunk and pilot his ship. What a future. While being serviced by a hologram of himself. Inside of a (laughs) spacecraft that looked like a spacecraft from the outside, but was actually a shipping container on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have just got the model of the the La Serena. Um, It is beautiful. It's waiting for me at home. It's gorgeous. It's so pretty. I only have one more and I already kind of mentioned it already and that is that after Picard says engage and everyone else is seated down and they're ready for their adventure (laughs) and they're properly strapped in, the eldest man (laughs) is just standing up and he goes engage and I'm just like sit down (laughs) before you break. And if we don't have to sit down why do we ever sit down? So he doesn't need to sit down because there is a technology called inertial dampeners. So if you didn't have that, jumping to the speed of light would invert your insides. It would put your spleen into the kind of outside of the ship. But if they fail, like if you're if somebody fires on you, yeah, you need seatbelts. Like how many people have died because of a lack of seatbelts in Star Trek? And they don't show us this deck. 
It's no. it literally has the vibe <laughs> that you've pulled up a folding chair yeah. and like the roller chair from someone's backup desk office mm-hmm. and a milk crate, as mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Picard, we're out of space for you. You just get to stand here mm-hmm. and Enjoy. fall down. Um, so that bothered me a lot and I would send that too, but that's it. That's the only sins I have. No, I agree. And linked to that is getting him getting thrown around when the Romulans attack his house. Like, good Lord, you've killed him. He's dead. He got launched over a table. And how convenient was it that the one table that he gets thrown on is the one that has a disruptor under the desk. And he just, that's where he pulls it from. So maybe there's a few of those around How the house. How convenient but... that he's flipped over anything and doesn't break anything. Like <laughs> yep. that just that section of the room is padded so perfectly. Yeah. But anyway, um, but we, uh, apparently we crave, we crave action, apparently. And, and we, we crave just can't, sins. we can't, we do crave sins. This is in our blood. <laughs> okay. Well, let's head to our final stop, which is the captain's ready room. Welcome to the Captain's Ready Room, where we hear our ambassador's predictions for the rest of the season and bask in her Q-like glory, if anything (laughs) she has previously predicted has come true. Now, I don't think we had a lot of predictions last time, because you you quit the show, but I managed to bring you back. (laughs) 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 But what have you got this time? The the hologram thing is interesting to me. Your prediction for that. My predictions for the... So here's what I wrote down earlier in the show. Mm -hmm. Rios, is that his name, Rios? Mm -hmm. Is a hologram... And the captain's death that he referenced was his own. <laughs> oh, shit. That's amazing. Wouldn't that be cool? I can't even hide my my shock to that. I love it. So can you email me your predictions? <laughs> That's fucking epic. Wouldn't it be interesting? I mean, yes, it would. anyway, so I, I, I don't think that one's real, but it would be a really fun ba- prediction Based to on see. my reaction, it can't I be am real. just going to say, no, it's not real. But holy shit, he was I like, wish it I was. I saw my captain and his insides were on his outside and his brain was here and there. Holy fuck, that would have been fantastic. Isn't it? Yeah. That would have yeah. been so good. Guys, I should probably be you should a, probably a write writer. For Star- you should be a something. writer for something. Honestly, if you're the one that gets hired to write for Star Trek and it's not me, I will leave this friendship. <laughs> Unless you bring me with you. I will not. I'll be happy for you. I feel like you won't. And I'm no, so great. uncomfortable right now. <laughs> We're in the same room together, <laughs> and I don't know how to hide my shock. This time Ian quits the show. Hmm. How can I make this happen? Actually, no, yeah, this is a great way to end our friendship. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, I got no, ideas. No no. no, no, we've still got more predictions. <clears throat> I only have one more. Okay, go for it. So they call Soji the destroyer. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, what do we keep seeing destroyed over and over <laughs> and over again? So my prediction is that she is somehow responsible for Mars. Interesting. Okay, I like that. I don't know if that's true. Okay. And I don't care. No. But there's some kind of a correlation there, I think. Yeah, that's an interesting prediction. I like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, nice. Anything else, like, while I'm in the captain's room here? Like, can I touch this cool thing over here? Ow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's strange. That was my soul. <laughs> just touched my soul. Oh, God! <laughs> Why is it so squishy? <laughs> don't poke the fish, is all I will say. Well, yeah, that's... It's really scary. Yeah. Don't put your finger in fish tanks, people. No, don't do that. So I think you're, you you do have a prediction that's come to fruition, which is the fact that the the androids were programmed, the robots. So you can you can kind of see that from this episode. The the data numbers are there. Um, Starfleet believes that they just woke up and decided to go rogue. Um, Rafi has proof that, that otherwise. the contrary mm-hmm. is the case. Um, yeah. Which duh, of course. Um, the key is that Starfleet is now banned androids. 
Bandroid. There's a Bandroid in place. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Cool. Okay. I can't piece this together. Okay. I don't have enough information, so I don't have any predictions. Okay. But where I found myself going kind of down like a swirly loop of trying to pull things together is remembering that there is this like, and I don't have all the words for it, sorry, but like the the uh, secret society of Romulans, the bad, the, yeah. the, the, the so spy, the the, yeah, who hate AI. Yeah, exactly. But are interested in Soji, who is an advanced AI, mm-hmm. who must have information that they want, either mm-hmm. because Soji doesn't remember or she's getting close to it, who is now talking to a Romulan that was part of the reason that the Borg also AI mm-hmm. fell apart. So there's something going on there that I cannot sink my teeth into yet, but I got my eye on it. Uh-huh. There's a few different angles, isn't it? Because it's like like the Borg rejected the Romulans due mm-hmm. to fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it has to do with individuality. I'm guessing like something about their either understanding of AI or their hatred of AI or something like this. Some like broke the system. And Soji is interested in it. But Soji is probably interested in things because she's been told to be interested in things because she's likely being controlled. Well, she's uh, she's an android, so she's programmed her. with things. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't woken up yet. She hasn't been activated yet. I think the activation is the individuality. So she's not quite individual yet. And I don't know, like, which twin are you? Are you the one that's going to die? Are you the one that's going to... Well, we know that she's alive and mm-hmm. the other one died. So there's something that she can see in the future. So are we in a simulation I don't know exactly. Oh, I like that. Anyway, there's this really interesting stuff that they're like sprinkling in and I don't quite understand it, but I feel like um, when she said, I've seen you in the future, like maybe she's confused about time, but she's actually seen the twin before. Maybe she saw the other twin before. Either way, I don't know, but I'm working on it. I'm I, like, I can see the pieces kind of starting to kind of come together a little bit. I'm waiting on a few more predictions, but that one really like mm-hmm. that thought process pulled me out of the show for a good three minutes where i was like wait oh i'm not paying attention because i was kind of circling trying to piece Put the pieces up. together yeah piece it together the evil romulan the narek and his sister who mm-hmm. is the undercover starfleet person who have a really odd sexual tension together that will be this instance of is futile in an episode oh i, I mean like in this episode he <clears throat> leans into her ear and he's like blah 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 and then when sexual he pulls away thing. it's like his he all but stuck his tongue on her face. There's a lot of so... energy. Uh-huh. And he's like, you're looking good in your new outfit, sis. And she's like, don't fall in love, brother. Oh, I was like, well, get I me. like your ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that is the least explained part today. So we don't know why Narek is... We don't know what his mission is other than to get close to Soji. That's it. We don't know. He He does a little bit in this one say, like she hasn't given information yet Mm -hmm. and like it's obvious that he's supposed to be close to her so that he can learn things maybe she'll slip up when soji started to say i am you know these are the things i'm asking you know what do you think about that he hard right turn shifted into i love you and Mm -hmm. so obviously he's not wanting to talk about that for his own personal reasons so there's a little bit of a like hints there that that secret society of romulans or whatever is waiting for Soji to reveal something. Mm-hmm. And on this episode, we see that Soji's on the hunt for some kind of a truth that she's going to be able to get from a Borg-assimilated Romulan. Mm-hmm. And then this all this interest in Borg, um, yeah, knowing that there's someone at the top like pulling strings mm-hmm. for activating AI, 
So I, I'm really curious what it's gonna look like. I hope I'm satisfied with how that they how they do this. Like I hope that mm -hmm. my version isn't more interesting than the one that's shown. To interesting, me. but we'll see. Um, I now that I'm thinking about it, there is so many interweaving mysteries that don't actually feel separate. I think the show is actually doing a really good job of linking these two or three different locations together. They're all kind of aiming towards the same thing, even though everything is so different. I think it is weaving that mystery extremely well and i yeah i do like it i like it a lot right i haven't quite got a name for this bit yet but we're going to access the library computer and danae oh let's say a thank you to lollipop shoes who made a a, a really fun little suggestion on patreon that, based on last episode based on last episode that they no, would, wait based um, on episode zero based on episode zero actually yeah, yes yeah, yeah. yes nice one um yeah that they would like to challenge danae to give me a word and I have to an get item. that an item or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have to get it back to Star Trek in six steps or less. So the uh, the example is the trombone, I believe. It was a trumpet. A trumpet. And I okay. said the, a trumpet is in the same family as a trombone, the brass family, and Riker plays the trombone. So I managed to get there in two steps. Yeah, but I feel like that's too easy. Like that was yeah, totally like, you know, it was. technically it was. this is made of atoms and this is made of atoms. So that works. Uh, so just yeah, you're going to have to try. Okay, okay, okay. We'll I, see I how, should, I should uh -huh. be able to have two vetoes. Okay, nice. Okay. 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 I like that these rules are developing on the fly. That's of great. Of course, this That's... is how this works. And if you have any suggestions for making this more complicated, you should Please, let us know. Please, layer it on. Great. <laughs> Captain's <pot> at <laughs> uh, uh -huh. To email Ian and give him suggestions. Okay, here is your item. Okay. A dirty syringe. Oh, Danae. Okay, dirty syringe. Okay. Because um, I have to think of something complicated mm -hmm. and specific to make it dirty. to make it to make it difficult because you have six steps to get there it doesn't mean that this show contained a dirty mm -hmm. syringe nope, it means nope, that nope. you have to logically go step 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 uh-huh i'm going to edit full disclosure listeners i will be editing out some long pauses and long silences because i don't want to give up just for the sake of that's right keeping you people waiting that's right, podcast listeners i'm the one that gets to sit here for 20 minutes uh -huh. it's been one you. hour <laughs> <laughs> right okay so a dirty syringe we should give it a time. I'm going to give it a five-minute time oh, limit. No, okay, good. Right. Okay. So a dirty syringe. Do I know how it got dirty? Nope, Do you just that's mean all used? Up to you. Used? Yeah, like a used, used syringe. syringe. Um, okay, so... I mean, I have I, I have one already. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I so, have one. Like, I can get there in one step. Well, I've got I've got there in one step, but well, it's then... a bit it's a bit of a cheat, to be honest. Um, oh, okay. What is it? But, so oh, the, the, the route that I was going to go is um, that the dirty syringe could be used by drug addicts and there is an episode with people that are addicted to a drug in season one of the next generation um and they are addicted to a substance that they don't realize is a drug and it's being used to control them Whoa. i'm linking it to junkies <laughs> <laughs> that's actually interesting that was tricky yeah that's a good one so i went sick bay uh -huh. How many times I have to use like like yeah, little so devices? We don't need to... to use syringes anymore because you've got the hyperspray. Yeah. Oh, is it hyperspray? It's called a hyperspray. I thought spray. that they still had syringes, but maybe no syringes. Oh, no. that was a tricky one. Yeah, that was really tricky. Like getting from needle to there was yeah. Right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, that was a lot of fun. That was great. Um, it's peace and long life from me, and goodbye from Danae. Goodbye. Wait, that was... sounds so. It did actually. Like goodbye forever. Final. Yeah. And what from Danae? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. 
I guess, dirty syringes. Oh, it's a dirty syringe from Danae. <laughs> we will see you next week for episode four. And as always, live long and podsper. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. I am the very model of a modern oh, major general. No, 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 no. Okay, no, your turn. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> For the audience at home, what Danae just did there will not go on record. <laughs> what happens if something is stricken from the record? Is that like that the log has been deleted? Yeah, that would be like a computer, computer trace yeah. and it would be like, oh my oh. God, someone's fucked with the logs and there's only two people on the ship that can do it. That's right. Me and this other guy that's probably Data. But really, it's a... The Romulan... Um, shapeshifter. The Romulan shapeshifter? Holy shit. <laughs> I want that episode. <laughs> Okay, you know what? We're going to abandon the podcast and for the day. Gonna and we're just going to make our own episode. So there's a Romulan shapeshifter that's been deleting logs, but we don't know that. We don't know that probably until episode four. No, the second advert 100. break. This is like a self-contained forty-five oh, minute story. We only have forty-five minutes. Forty-five Sh- minutes. Well, how are we going to get the battle scene in there and the sex scene? Wait, what? And also the drug scene. Yeah, that can happen. And also. What else needs to be in the episode? Okay, so uh, Ian Shields. and Danae write an episode. Oh, they've got to play Dungeons and Dragons. So instead of poker, because they do like a, w- a weekly poker match, there's a weekly Dungeons and Dragons game. Yes, but it can't be called Dungeons star. and Dragons. It no, be called, it'll be like, called Photons and Force Fields or something. That was great. That was so fast. <laughs> yeah. This just came right out of your brain. Now, to be fair, I stole that from an episode of Star oh. Trek. <laughs> <laughs> So what instead of Dungeons and Dragons, it'll be like holodecks and mm. we need a, a thing. Hey, horses, Halifax. N- future, in the future. Oh, right. Um, hole. <laughs> holodecks and hole. <laughs> nice. We get the sex scene thinking, in there as well. <laughs> I was thinking black holes. <laughs> it opens with a game of holodecks and anomalies. Okay. Um, and then there's uh, Redler is called. And okay. all of the officers get pulled to the bridge. Um, the ship is shaking, but as soon as they get to the bridge, the red alert is called off, and they don't know. Whatever shook the ship is gone, and Data is just like, there they are no sense the logs. logs, and the logs have you, been deleted. You've got to cut to like the opening credits. So as soon as Data is like, oh, whatever was okay. there is now gone. Right. See, but I think the secret twist is that they never left the holodeck ever. Oh. It's like one of those oh, Inception things. It's one of those. Mm-hmm. When they think they're going to the bridge that mm-hmm. there's red alert, they've actually not left the holodeck. So they have done that in an episode before, but right. we can do it but, again. But have they done it where when you exit the holodeck, the holodeck has been moved to a new location and they're actually just exiting the toilet? No. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> it's a really big toilet. Really big toilet. Okay, that would work. Yeah. Like, you know, like at the mall uh-huh. where they have like 700 stalls. Yeah. That kind of a thing. They, did they get like transported into the toilet instead of the holiday? The end of the episode is just every single person just Flashing. coming out of their own stall. Like all the doors open at once and they just kind of come out <laughs> Look confused. At each other. Huh. Did we just take. It's like Narnia. Nice. A little bit of a Narnia uh-huh. situation. Mm-hmm. Star Trek meets Narnia. Yeah. Good. I mean, we've got a lot to work on, but it has potential. Anyway, you want to start the show? Ian Gary Whittington. Don't say it out loud because people could hear. At. What if you keep it in the podcast recording and you tell everyone you're 
login information. My email address is fine. I'm not going to spell out my password. One, two, three, at You can't read it as I'm typing it. YZ, one, two, seven. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) As the river, river, river flows. As the river flows. (laughs) Isn't that what you said? River, yeah. River. River. Sure. Wait, was it short, shortly, shortly to the sea? Is it shortly or surely? I thought, I thought it was yeah. surely. Oh, surely. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Don't be too uptight about it. Just say it. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. Welcome to Captain's Pod. No, that's not the big, that's not the opening. Uh, Captain's Pod, star date. Do you know how one, my star date two, system? Three, two, oh, oh, two, one. Close. Close. Point no. Six. No. Twelve. No. Can I, can I do it? Special. <laughs> Go on. Hold on. What's my title? Hold on. <laughs> Three episodes in and Danae doesn't know her title. Fuck. Uh, ambassador. Yeah. Elite. No. no. Extraordinaire. Nope. Queen. Yes. Danae. Yeah. Here with special guest, just regular Captain Ian. I'm just regular Captain. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. You ready? Good. Didn't we just do it? No. <laughs> aspiration in your voice such a butt that is a really interesting episode though because they think that this substance that they're buying from planet a is actually curing a disease what they don't realize is that the disease that it's curing is withdrawal and planet a their entire economy is based on providing this drug called felicium that was a pool um felicium and then they sell it to planet b and planet b pay all of the money for it And yeah, the only disease that it's curing is withdrawal. And Picard has to decide, do I tell these people or not? What do I do? And eventually what he decides to do is um, basically all of their ships have broken down. And he's like, you can have this shipment and I won't tell them what's happening, but we're not going to fix your ships. And they're just like, but it's going to take us a year to rebuild our fleet. And by the time that year is up, the withdrawal would have kicked in and they'll be fine. So one planet hates Picard because you've ruined our economy. The other planet hates Picard because we're all going to die from this disease. And Picard's just like, trust me, you'll be okay. It's so good. That's a really interesting episode. I am in the room. He didn't look any of that up. That was all from memory. (laughs) Well done. What a great idea for a game for us. I will say thank you to Jonathan Watkins for bringing Felicium back into my brain. So the reason that that jumped to my brain so quickly is that that's the only question that Jonathan got wrong in a trivia quiz back in the 90s. He still got the top prize, but he tested me and he was just like, would you have got this question right? And I said, no, I absolutely wouldn't have done. But I have since Googled it and now I can't get Felicium out of my brain. Whoa! <laughs> and that will be the name of his next cat. <laughs> that is an outstanding name for a cat. You are a drug to me, cat. <laughs> that is so true. That hits hard. <laughs> Is that your middle finger? Oh, my middle finger. (laughs) How polite. Yeah, I gave you the middle finger. Yeah, but how you did it was... Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like... Uh, I got some knuckles in it. Yeah, you put... (laughs) 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 It's all right. I want to take a picture. I've never been flipped off like that. Brown chicken, brown cow. Brown chicken, brown cow. Oh, brown chicken, brown cow. Right. That's got what it. I say. Nice. You don't have to say what I say. You say what you mean to say. Say, say what you mean to say. Stop touching that. Why? 
You don't need to touch it. Why? I like it. Once it's I in like, place, it's in. But it's not. It's no good down there. Yeah, you can put it down here and then aim it right there. But I, I want to see. I need to be able to see you to talk. Right. So then, why are you moving it up here? Because I'm hoping if it goes there and then sinks into its resting place like that. Okay, but uh huh. <sighs> what? No. I'm just glad Aaron's not here to see what you're doing right now. Why? Because you've touched it like a thousand times, and you're like you're just supposed to leave it alone. This is some not something that you interact with. No. No. Well, what if it starts off over there and I can't? You move it here. Oh, you mean actually this? Yeah, you're fucking with it a lot. Oh no. I know. See how look. Well then, okay, I'll do that then. Okay, there you go. Well then, why didn't you say that? That's not what you said. <laughs> go on. Go, go on. on. Take me. Is it attempt? Is it tempt me? Tease oh. me? What is it? No, it is tempt me. Tease me. Not take me. Tease me. Nice. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> touching it, Ian. <laughs> You're going to get in trouble. Tempt me. Come on. Are we finally recording? Yeah, I'm doing it now. It's been recording the whole time. Right. Oh, so then there's a chance we can put in the outtakes that you're in trouble for touching the microphone too much? Good job I'm editing. Okay, we just watched the show. How did you feel about watching this episode? Can I do my intro first? Nope. Yes, of course. Good. You're the captain, after all. Welcome to- I'm just the ambassador. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>